Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. The podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and we are back in the studio in this first week of summer. And we got a great show for you this week. But before we get to that, let me introduce my co-host. He can be found most Saturday nights hanging out with his massive My Little Pony collection. Please give it up for Rich. I'm the original brony, bro. That's all you have to know. I am the original brony. All bronies bow before me because I am the king of the bronies. <laughs> I'm bowing down right now. Yeah. And it's I, true. And I am. All other bronies are jabronies. Throwing <laughs> it in the wrestling terms there. Uh, but I'm happy to be here, Michael. Hey, it's good to have you. Once again this week, we are missing our dear, dear friend, Ron. He, he's out sh- keeping the streets safe, sir. He, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. And also... I the, the rumor is he's buying you another My Little Pony. Uh, he might be. I, I I could use another one. I I literally have one thousand nine hundred and ninety two. I'm eight already Ooh. from two thousand. So uh, send if you want to send. Actually, don't do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> we have enough stuff that's going to go into our our little cove here of a studio as we decorate it. And uh, I don't really need more. I don't need My Little Pony stuff in here. No. Although although if it's a Scientology My Little Pony, please send that our way in care of uh, Derek. Sure. From the Three sure. Fat Nerds. Dragon Master he, Games. He loves, yeah, you can send it right to Dragon Master Games, 1235 Upper Front Street, Binghamton, New York, in care of uh, Horror Zone 607. There you go. <laughs> and we will make sure Derek from Three Fat Nerds gets it. Yes. Because yes. uh, he, he loves stuffed animals and he loves Scientology. He does. Both. <laughs> both. And he's scared shitless of both. So, yes. You know, hey, hey, it, it's a win-win if you want to do that. Ah, the little guy. Uh, just a picture of he's like, adorable. a t- picture of David Miscavige on a My Little Pony <laughs> and send it in for him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got my next Christmas gift idea. I hope you do. I was figuring either that or maybe like a Freddy Krueger themed one, but Scientology would be better. I'm still trying to get him to go to the movies with me this weekend. Yeah. He's, he's, so far, he's turning down all offers no matter what movie I say because he knows that I'd try to trick him into going to another movie, which we'll be talking about in a minute. So we I don't want to bury that lead. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and, and we will be talking about that in a minute. But let's start with the biggest piece of news, in my opinion, this week. Uh, dropped right after we released our uh, show last week. Um those of you out there that are horror movie fans, if you're listening to the show, I assume you are. Everybody knows the great movie, the Jack Nicholson starring Shining. Everybody the sh- knows the, the, the Shining. Shining? The Shining. Because we don't want to get sued. Yeah, we don't uh, want to get sued. The Simpsons joke will never yes. die. I'm sorry. No, but yes, The not. Shining. The 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 star by Jack Nicholson. Yes. Also, also was directed by the great late Stanley Kubrick. Right. And of course, Stephen King hated that script. He did. Well. As a, as a lot of you may know, there was a sequel that of the novel yes, that Stephen King wrote, uh, came out a few years back, called Dr. Sleep. Well, those of you out there that have been following the news probably know that Dr. Sleep is being adapted into a film. The trailer hit this past week. It's going to be directed by the modern, modern uh, horror movie legend director, uh, Mike Flanagan. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it looks great. It is also starring uh, as Danny Torrance, the same actor. No, you no, McGregor. Oh no, it is you, McGregor. I forgot they changed yeah. that, but he looks so much like him. Yeah, Danny Lloyd played him in the That's original. Right, I forgot it was. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. I, you know what? I'm the, the the damn trailer is like stuck in my head now. Like it, it, like I've watched that trailer like ten times. So have I. And so like like I I'm I'm confused on what's reality and not reality because they're messing with us so bad because uh, Flanagan said that he when he did the trailer that the only scene in the trailer that is from the original movie is the elevator, the blood coming out of the elevator scene. Right. And when I was watching the trailer, I did not think that. I thought that there was a lot of stuff that's, that's from why, the movie. That's why now that I'm calling back and I'm like, yeah, it was you immigrant. My, my mind is so warped around the fact that the damn thing looks so much like the original. They even nailed the look of the hotel. Oh, yeah. You know, it's unbelievable. And uh, so so let's just, for, before we go into any more of the deeper stuff, let's just dive right into the, the, the trailer, which was phenomenal. You find out that Danny is older now, and he is communicating with another person, who a uh, young girl who has the shining ability as well. Uh, and then you find out that, that they are being visited by the bad people. Correct. Because uh, they're trying to get a hold of her. And there's been others that Danny has, uh, I guess, talked to over his years. And they had the shining that they've gotten and corrupted and killed and all that happy good jazz. That's what you're led to believe in the trailer. Right. And my mother actually bought this book. She's a big Stephen King fan, mm -hmm. has read all of his novels, and she bought the book when it first came out. And I remember asking her about it. Now, I haven't read it. Mm -hmm. uh, and the trailer didn't really give away a whole lot. It seemed to pay more you know, homage to, to The Shining. Which I'll get to in a minute. There's some fun stuff about right. that. Right. But um, I believe what happens in the book is this group of people, they're almost like, I think, almost like vampires, and they feed... Off yes. of people that have the shining, they're like a they're like a like a psychic vampire, if you will. Right, they're not like a vampire in the the, the sense of like uh, not with like not the traditional and the fangs. But anyways, so he's got to come out of like his uh, self imposed uh, exile, if you will, because he's been right. he's living a very low key life. He's he's trying to forget, you know, about you know his childhood, which was obviously horrible because the events of the shining. And then on top of this, he's gone through life realizing the people who he's been in touch with that are like him have been picked off pretty much one by one and now he feels bad because this young girl is the target so now he's got to try to help her so he's kind of coming out of that and that's where you get the scenes if you will right the, the the homage to the original movie where we're at the overlook where we're where we're going into rooms where we're seeing the door that has the axe you know axe chops out that has red rum on it and he's looking through the door that his father looked at and did the, deliver the here's right. johnny line we see the blood coming out of the elevator what you said when i was getting confused and this is why in my head we're seeing him as a child Flashing back. Running around on a big wheel. But come to find out, they didn't use the footage from the original, but it looked spot on. Yeah, it, it looked like Danny Lloyd, who played Danny Torrance. Mm -hmm. It looked like him. I, I thought it was him. That, that's why I said I'm. I'm I, the, the movie just blows me away. That's how good this trailer was, is that I'm in this world, a whole other world just talking about it. Uh, the fun fact, though, as we brought up, the homage to the movie The Shining is on purpose. Uh, Mike Flanagan actually did something that nobody else has ever been able to do. He is now going to merge... The Stanley Kubrick classic and the Stephen King books. He went to Stephen King and he said, listen, I understand that you didn't like the Kubrick version. I understand there that, you know, that's fine. You know, I'm not going to try to sell you on it. But here's the thing. In pop culture, what people want to see is that version. But I want to make your book as well. So I would love if you give me permission to marry the two worlds. I will show you what I'm going to do. I will show you what it is. 
as long as you're fine with it, I will put it out to the world. But I need to marry the two because in pop culture, the Stanley Kubrick movie is a classic and we need to do that justice. But at the same time, I want to do your book justice. Surprisingly enough, Stephen King agreed. He made the movie. He showed it to Stephen King. Stephen King loves it. He thinks yeah. it's the greatest thing he's ever seen. And he actually went to the Kubrick estate and mm-hmm. did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they were on board with it too and loved the final yeah, He product, did a lot of respectful. So. But I mean, uh, I mean, the harder sell was going to be King. Let's be it, and it was because of and how King feels about it. But you're right. I do think it, that he, he pitched it to King. King said, "Okay, do it. If I don't like it, though, you know, you said you want it. Okay, all right, right." And Stephen King has said how great it is. He oh, yeah. said and you're gonna be blown away by it. But um, but yeah, you, you were right when you said that. You know, people do want to see, you know, the the ver- You know, they want to see a sequel to the movie. Um, you know, that's what I want to see. I've never read the book. I, so ironically enough, last week on this podcast, we talked about horror movies that were released in 1980, which the shining was released in 1980. Right. And then the next day we got the doctor yeah. sleep trailer. I didn't see it coming. Are, are, did we not, did we not call this though? We called our <laughs> shot without knowing. Cause I didn't know about this either. I didn't see this coming at all. It came out of complete left field. As That's why as people knew. need to listen to Horror Zone 607. <laughs> yeah. We were ahead of the curve and didn't even know it. <laughs> didn't even know it. But yeah, I probably so. should have seen it coming. There was probably an announcement somewhere that I missed. Yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, even if not, we called it a shot. 39 years ago, The yeah. Shining came out. So when this movie comes out, it's been 39, well, 30, probably 39 plus years because I'd yeah. have to go look at the release date to release date. But 39 years uh, on an overall picture, and we're finally going to get. A true sequel to that movie, but also a true sequel to the Stephen King novel. Right. And one of the things, too, I hope to see in the movie when it's done, and I, I don't know if you noticed it when you were watching the trailer, the score playing in the background oh, of the trailer was so the exact good. same score of, from The Shining, which is amazing. It's just like, you know, the horns playing and, you know, it's, oh, what a great... He definitely Great. he definitely used the imagery of The Shining and definitely the the, the music. Yeah, it's got it's got The Shining the movie sequel. Right, but it's it looks like story wise he's staying true to the Stephen King book, although adapting it into that world. Right, so it's basically taking a, a it's an adapt. <laughs> it's going to sound weird how I'm going to say it. it's an adaptation of a Stephen King sequel, Doctor Sleep, into the world of The Shining, the the movie version, the Kubrick version, right. I don't know. I, I, if this is half, if the movie's half as good as the trailer is, this movie's an instant classic, and it will go down as one of the the greatest sequel. It, it'll probably go down as the greatest sequel of all time, I, and I possibly sure one of the so. greatest movies. And I'm just saying, this if it's got, half as good because this trailer, trailer it, they knocked it, didn't it out give, of the park. It didn't give anything overly away. But at the same time, you know that it's going to be big, and you know it's going to be a sequel to The Shining. They oh, made yeah. sure of that with that. But oh, yeah. you know, it's—I it, don't know—it's got such big shoes to step into, considering that The Shining is considered one of the greatest horror movies ever made. It's going to be tough to for people to come out of this and say, "Wow, that blew me away." But I hope that it does. From the trailer, it looks that way. Trailers can be deceiving, yeah. as we know. But I hope so. I, I don't want to be disappointed but, when I walk into the theater, and, and you know, when I walk out, I, I, I'm hoping that this is going to be something that I love. You know, I think just as much. I would be surprised if it's not, and I'm I'm just going by the fact that how it looks and how it looks to be put together, and the fact that it's already come out. Stephen King's on board. Uh, the last movie Stephen King was super on board about that was adapted from him was it, right? And, and that turned out really good. Yeah, the remake. Yeah, I'd say so. Chapter one, <laughs> pretty you well. You know, and the other thing too that this movie has going for it that a lot of people may not realize again is Mike Flanagan. The guy has struck gold with pretty much everything that he has done. He just, he's knocking it out of the park with everything that he's doing. So, um, you know, when I heard that he was going to be directing the movie, I had a lot of faith in it. He he really he's a fan of horror movies. He knows how to direct a horror movie. He knows what he's doing. So, you know, that, this this thing's in good hands, and uh, you know, can't wait to see what's going to happen with it. 
Um, other big news that hit this week, I was again uh, the day after we uh, did our show last week. Um, it's very near and dear to my heart, as, as Rich knows, as Ron would know if he was here, and as you, the listeners, would know, Black Christmas, one of the all-time great horror movies, is getting yet another remake. First of all, I want to point out, and, and it's hard to understand like how texts go, so I'm the one that found this story first. Yes. <laughs> so I, I send it before I even posted it. Like Actually, no, I think I posted it, and you didn't see it, and I sent it right after, because a lot of times I'll send it to our group chat, and I'll post it at the same time. So I, I posted it up so you guys could see it on, uh, it was on both our Twitter at HorrorZone607 and our Facebook page HorrorZone607. Just a cheap plug there. Uh, and I sent it in our group text to each other and I go, and, and Mike was like, another one? And like in my head, I'm like, man, he sounds annoyed about this, but this looks really good. I'm like, give him some time to read this article. And then like you read it, the, you must have read the article because like an hour later, you started messaging back like, this looks good. You know, it does. And at the same time, I have a little bit of concern with it too. And, you know, again, I, I've made this comment about the Halloween 2018 movie. Um, and it's one of the things that kind of bothered me about it. It looks, from the synopsis, the more I thought about it, it sounds like it's another Me Too movement, women's empowerment statement that it's going to make. I get that the first remake, The Black Christmas, you know, it, although it's a fun movie, it was very underwhelming compared to the original. There was stuff that they put in it to make it different that ended up hurting it. This sounds like it's going to be a completely different movie. It sounds like it's going to basically be, um, when you when you think of originals to remakes, The House on Sorority Row versus Sorority Row. You know, they had similarities, but they were completely different movies. Prom Night versus Prom Night. You know, same kind of thing. Completely different movies. But that might not be the bad thing. This might actually be a good movie. Here's my statement, though. I think it's a weird... Uh, and I, I understand why you don't like Halloween 2018. And it has nothing to do with the women empowerment thing is why you don't like the movie. No, You don't it like doesn't. the movie because of a, a lot of other things. Because I was going to say, the, uh, that would be a bad argument for anybody to make in horror. Because think about it. Women empowerment is what horror movies are. Right. The final girl is a thing and has been a thing since the 1970s. Right, but it seems like they're going overboard with the statement on this just based on the synopsis. Uh, Yes and no. Once again, synopsis is going to just be an overview. Until we see a trailer, which we haven't yet, we just have seen a a poster. An article. The poster was what launched the poster was what launched the article. Yeah. And in the article was a synopsis, but the poster was what the first peak, which the poster looks amazing. A sharpened candy cane, the blood dripping off it. It's really cool. But it also, you know, it's being done by Blumhouse. Which is can't you can't understate that they've, they've right. done nothing but hit home runs, and I understand you don't like Halloween 2018, but the majority of people did, and not only did they like it, they also went to the theaters in droves, and it was the highest opening weekend for a horror movie in the history of horror, over 80 million dollars. So I mean, it's uh, Blumhouse has found a secret somehow. I mean, most movies that they've come out, with the exception, and I and I, this was really disappointing, with the exception of uh, Happy Death Day to You, the sequel to Happy Death Day, uh, they've done nothing but hit home runs in the theater as far as box office returns right which was really disappointing because happy death day to you is actually a really fun and good movie i enjoyed it quite a bit and i know you liked it as well oh yeah very much so um i'll just read the synopsis really quick here um in the new film hawthorne college is quieting down for the holidays one by one sorority girls on campus are being killed by an unknown stalker okay sounds similar enough but it doesn't sound like it's going to be in a sorority house this time it sounds like it's just going to be on a campus so big big change from the original and the remake Um, But the killer is about to discover that this generation's young women aren't willing to become hapless victims as they mount a fight to the finish. So that's the synopsis. To me, it just sounds like it's going to be same name completely different movie but but yes and no but that's kind of honestly that's if you really take the synopsis and of course you put the 2019 uh if you will quote unquote woke 
language to it. Yeah. That's how you would describe the synopsis of the original. Like, yeah. Without but, giving it away. Like, if you were to describe the original movie, you could actually use that, think about it, to describe the original movie without giving it away. Right. Because really, it was. It was. It, once again, I will go... I don't necessarily like the language that gets used a lot these days. I don't like the political stance behind it because I feel like entertainment should be entertainment. I've gone into this ad nauseum, so I'm not going to like sit on the soapbox again. Sorry, listeners. I'm sure I'll get on it again another time. So I, I don't like all that. But I will say this. Horror movies, for the most part, have been women empowerment since the 1970s. They the have. Fi- like I said, the final girl has been a thing. It's not the final guy. I mean, right. occasionally we get one, which and, is weird. And again, I want to make it clear. I'm all for the Me Too movement. I'm all for women's empowerment. Yeah, it's yeah. not that I'm not. It's the political statement and the forced things, you know, that they're making in these, you know, it, it, everything's a political statement. Like like Jordan Peele's movies. It's always some kind of right, a political right. statement he's making. I don't want to see that. I want to just enjoy a movie. But, but I want to see again, something enjoyable. Just, and maybe it will be. I just want to point out, just like Jordan Peele's movies, though, he does a good job of making that secondary. He you does. understand it's underlying, but the movie is still entertaining. Right. So and I love di- his movies. It's, it's not didactic. And that's why I said I judge slowly on this, because just from the synopsis, is just the 2019 version of writing the same synopsis that you would write about the movie from the 1980s or even the the remake that came out in the early 2000s. You right. would write that similar synopsis now because it's just the language that people use, unfortunately, whether we like it or not. And it is to stay with political correctness. Once again, I do. I'm, it's not that I'm against these things, but I like to be entertained as well. I will judge slowly because I will wait till the movie comes out to judge it. Because how I look at it is if the movie comes out in the political statement, when I see this movie, if the political or even the trailers, if it looks like that political statement is going like out of control, I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't want, I'm not, I have no interest in this movie. Right. Whereas if it's like, oh, okay, well, they're just kind of like doing this, but it looks like a true on point horror film. Then I'm, I'm in and I will go with that. And that's why I said uh, even your detractions of Halloween 2018 had nothing to do with the women empowerment. You right. didn't really care about that because that part of the story actually was was actually the better part of that story. And it was. And I think that that had a lot to do with the positive reviews. Right. Right. With it. Right. So I, I, I to me, I think that that's why it got a bigger, mm-hmm. bigger. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Positive. You know, it got a, it got an over why the score is critical claim. It's why it's inflated. Why it's critically yeah. claimed because, because, because people that like that part, but that was. was, like I said, that was the best part of that story. Yeah. Unfortunately. And that, and I, I, I that's why I gave it middle of the road when people are right. always like, why didn't you give it higher? I'm like, it's middle of the road. The only reason it got middle of the road for me is because I like some of the kills in the movie. Cause that's at the end of the day, if you give me a couple of awesome kills, I'm going to be like, okay, this gets a good score. So that's why I gave it a five and a half. It right. was a five. Then I gave it a five and a half upon second watch because i was like hey you know what the kills were actually pretty cool uh, you know even the ones that happened in the background you could still kind of see them and they were kind of cool i like right. i like that stuff and then like i said the story it, the, the, that's where it fell apart was like the overall story they should have gone in the normal direction of the story the women empowerment part was fine you could have left all of that in but in that middle part is where they kind of dropped the ball like there was right. a lot of stuff that happened for no reason like the doctor turning for no reason like uh you know the the, the fact that the boyfriend who now they're like well he'll come in a part in a second one well why don't we do it up now you show that he's a dick why didn't he get killed instead of the creepy friend or right. both of them could have gotten killed like there's no reason to keep him around unless he's a unless when they do the sequel to it he's some kind of integral part to the actual story which then i'll apologize for that right but unless he's an integral part of the sequel then fuck him he should have died and right there's my f-bomb for the show because so, so there I, honestly i'm kind of like that but that was my problem with the film that's why yeah. it didn't get a high grade for me i didn't give it as low as you but i also give it a middle of the road because it was entertaining by, by kills and the story lost me but with this movie 
it, you know, maybe it'll be different. Like yeah, I said, we, and, I, I'm going to judge slowly until I see the first trailer. Yeah, and I, I should be that way too. I don't want to go into it with this, you know, this hatred, you know, before I know anything about it other than what's on paper. You know, just from the synopsis, it sounds like it's going to be just on a campus and, you know, that sort of a thing. Um, one of the big characters in the original movie that made it so good, that, that brought on the tension, that brought on the suspense was the house itself. It was a mansion, but it felt so confined and so claustrophobic because it, everything happened inside of the house. Right. This sounds like it's going to be open world. A little more spread out. But, you know, it, there's something to be said about that because I've always thought that uh, some of the creepier stuff happens in places you think are safe spots. So I'm going to wait to see where they, where the locations overall. It's like if yeah. they're in a room where there's a bunch of people and there's killing going on, I feel like those are the creepier ones only because you're, you feel safe usually when people are around. So when that gets taken away as a human being, you're like, that's messed up. Yeah. And you know what the real bad part is? We've done all of this talking about it. And and it's and it is a good concept. We haven't even given you the big news about who's starring in the movie yet. Yeah, actually, two big names. There's been some casting yeah, news, yeah, but yeah. the two big names. Uh, first of all, Imogen Poots is going to be the main uh, actress in the movie. Yeah, the, probably the final girl ish, if you will. I would imagine so. And if you don't know her, she's a great British actress. She's been in a lot more movies lately. Um, probably, I would say her most well known movie up to this point was uh, the sequel to Twenty Eight Days Later. Twenty Eight weeks later yes, yes, yes. where she played the older sister of the the little kid yep um so she's an upcoming actress she's doing really well great actress so i'm excited to see her i'm hoping that she plays the olivia hussey and i was gonna say character. i think it's interesting they're doing a british casting because we're the second person who's also british yeah carrie elwis yes. has been uh, announced as of today of course so. saw in the princess bride yeah <laughs> amongst other and things robin hood men in tights let's Ooh, not forget yes. that I, I said amongst other things he's been in a lot i love me some carrie elwis yeah carrie elwis is great um, so, you know, so for two big names in the movie. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, yeah. Like, like I said, more as it comes. Judge, judge slow. When we see the trailer, we'll have a better understanding. That comes to us in December, correct? Uh, yes. It's supposed to be here this December. So December 13th. They, 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 I didn't know it was happening. They announced it and then we're like, yeah, December 19th. And we're just like, wow, you're putting together a movie that quick. It hasn't even shot yet. Yeah. But Hey, they're probably gonna do a 30 day shoot probably. And then edit and we're good. Hey, I, I, I like I said, I, I love what Blumhouse is doing. Blumhouse is doing the Lord's work as far as uh, horror movies go. So keep on keeping on. It's like Kevin Fahey. There, it's like Kevin Fahey over there with Marvel. Right. Jason Blum is doing that with horror. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Like I said, the timing um, on it, we'll see if it's going to be direct to Netflix or theater. Hopefully it goes to theaters. But what do you guys think about uh, Black Christmas? And of course, about Dr. Sleep. We want to hear from you. I mentioned a little earlier, but we might as well do it again here. Facebook, Horizon 607. Like our page, share our page, uh, communicate with us there because we'd love to hear from you guys. If you guys are already liking and sharing, that's awesome. Could you rate and review for us because that would really help out as well. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Horizon 607 to join the horror conversation for all social media. Use hashtag HZ607. We are going to take a brief break and then we have more horror news coming your way.
welcome back to the zone. Uh, so we talked so much in the first segment, just about the two biggest pieces of news. We've got much, much more news to bring you guys this week. So the whole second segment is more news. Uh, that's awesome. There's a lot going on this week. This was actually really a was. big week. Big week. It was a big week. There was a lot of cool stuff that came out. Well, obviously, as you could tell from the first segment, a lot of stuff that needs a lot of unpacking, which is good. I love, I love it. Sometimes it's a slow week. Sometimes it's a busy week. Uh, what do we got next? Because I, I can't wait to talk about more. Well, I'm glad you asked because breaking news today Blumhouse and Paramount have announced there is a new paranormal activity in the make in in the in development in development awesome uh, I wonder if uh, Katie Featherston is in it uh, yeah there hasn't been any uh, really news about it other than it's going to be made so uh, I know she's a good friend of your a dear dear old friend yes, of yours. Uh, for those of you who didn't know I, I'm sure because I, I talk about it because it was kind of an awesome day in my life uh, at Scaracon last year at uh, Turning Stone Casino I, uh, I I got a surprise guest if I will uh, I wasn't originally supposed to host the panel uh, I done uh, the Friday I did the Nightmare on Elm Street panel and I did a Jeepers Creepers panel that I hosted with uh, with some celebrities and uh, the person the creeper. Who was, yes I, Jonathan Breck himself and of course, uh, I, I love to name drop this to you because you always kick yourself in the ass because you had something else to do that day. Ugh. But uh, I was on stage with Ken Sagos, uh, Lisa Zane, and also Amanda Wiss from Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, so pretty awesome. Uh, so I, I was leaving for my gig uh, from doing the Jeepers Creepers, which was supposed to be our last panel to host for the day. And I got stopped by the promoter and was like, hey, somebody didn't show up for the paranormal activity uh, conversation. Would you like to go do that? And he was with Katie Featherson. I said, oh, you know, yeah, sure. Why not? So I ran across this big room and got, I met her briefly. We talked for maybe two minutes. We went up on stage together. And actually, honestly, she's one of the most amazing people I met to talk to. I literally was just me and her, like me and you doing it. It was, might as well have been a podcast in front of 300 people. 300 plus yeah. people yeah because we were just sitting there and we just were talking back and forth and it was a, it was a fun time I, I mean if i if i had anybody to do a podcast with except besides you mike i would pick her probably well, only that, because I, it was kind I'm of honored good, just to be mentioned I, I i i prefer to do it with you and if she would join and be that. our third seat we could we could have a replace ron we could see if we can reach out to her uh, representatives. You know, you know. Maybe, I, I mean, I can't pay, but no, maybe, I think she maybe do it for maybe free. maybe the friendship we maybe we bonded that day and she would do it for maybe free. Maybe she'll but move to Binghamton. I hope I hope so much that she is involved because she's really nice and uh, and hey, she was telling some great stories. I got to hear some great stories about how they came up with the original concept because it was very much in house when they did the original yeah. Paranormal Activity. What you see is what you get. The actors actually were part of the production. They were writing on the spot. Actors, directors, producers. Since it was such a small group she was telling about how the camaraderie was and of course now it's gotten to be a bigger juggernaut in the world of uh, horror but I think that's still there maybe they could tap into it we'll see what they're going to do I, I didn't even know this was coming out yeah it just kind of broke out of nowhere today now there's not a whole lot of news there's nothing to announce there's no synopsis there's no uh, people that have been an, uh, announced that are going to be in the film there's no director There, none of that has been announced yet we just know that it's coming um, hopefully I kind of hope that they go in a different direction and kind of re- rebooted almost a little go bit back, at this go point. back to the original something along those lines what but they've gone down the stream of yeah i think that they've kind of beat the original story to death at this point uh the ghost dimension of course was the last one to come out in 2015 mm. can't believe it's been four years already since that came out um as most people know that was very very poorly received hence why i was probably killed the franchise until now yeah i mean and it was supposed to be the last one anyway but we know how that goes in horror but um, you know, it's it'll be interesting. I, I kind of hope that they just reboot it all together and just start with a whole new family, a whole new story, and kind of just make something. Go back to basics. Don't go over the top. Speaking of ending franchises, that's how we ended up with Freddy's Dead. <laughs> and there's get, the reference there of the it week. Is. Every every time I get it in there. <laughs> 
Well, so until we got more news, you know, on that, I just wanted to get that we'll, out. We'll there be keeping our know. we'll be keeping our eye on it, and you guys will be the first to know. Just make sure you're uh, checking us out on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have it up there as soon as we know more. Uh, are we excited for the announcement that another Amityville horror movie is being made? Another one? Another one? This Didn't one is they just become... come out with one? Yes, and that one uh, dealt with the DeFeo murders, which was what happened real in real life in the house uh, before the Lutzes moved in and told their story of the Amityville horror. Okay. So what is the new one going to be? It's going to be called Amityville 1974. And get this, it deals with the DeFeo murders. So they're putting out another movie about a movie that they put out this year. Yes. Are we excited? Uh, I wasn't excited for the DeFeo murders one that came out this (laughs) year. So I'm not excited for Amityville 1974. Actually, I've never been excited for an Amityville movie, period. I do love the original, and I really like the original sequel, which was kind of a prequel as well. Even though it didn't deal with the DeFeos, it was kind of like a loose interpretation of the DeFeos. I like those two movies. That's that's about where it ends for me. That's fine. But in this day and age where we have The Conjuring, and that's pretty much the only like the gold standard of haunted house movies, which you know I don't like haunted house movies, but I deal with The Conjuring movies just because they, they're they good. They do a good job in that, that universe. Uh I, I don't think that I, I honestly don't think you can bring that weak lame sauce that is Amity villain. Yeah, I think it really it's is kind of weak lame sauce. You might as well wait until they hit that por- portion of the uh, Conjuring series, and then we'll get a good Amityville movie. Yeah, and they kind of touched on it with uh, the Conjuring two in the beginning. That's how they started it. But I would almost rather see well, an Amityville that- horror movie. In the Conjuring in universe. In the Conjuring universe. Well, didn't they... They kind of ended the first one that way, too. Because didn't they say they were going they to Long Island? They mentioned they were going to Long Island. Island. And then that's how they opened the uh, right, second right, right. one. So, so it was just an opening scene. It didn't it, really do throw, much. Throw, but. throw a line at the end of the one, an opening scene in the other one. I think... I That's the smart bet. I, you, I will get excited. I, I'm going to say it here on the show. I'm saying it today. Uh, that today is actually June the 19th, 2019. I will get excited about an Amityville movie when it's the Conjuring whatever number Amityville horror. Until then, I don't give a damn. And they're already doing a movie that I didn't care about this year uh, that's already out that I didn't see because it did not interest me at all. And they're going to do the same movie, what, is it coming out this the end of this year or next year? <laughs> it, yeah. It, whatever it comes out, it's going to come out less than a year after a movie about the same exact thing right. from another studio came out. So what sense does it make? And I, obviously that other movie didn't make a ton of money. I could look it up, but I'm not even going to waste my time. It looked horrible. So, you know, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it if it's going to be, uh, if it's well done. Because the last one looked like complete and utter rubbish. I'm, I'm sure when I'm sure when the trailer comes out, we will look at the trailer and we'll talk about that. Yeah. I'm sure when the movie comes out or closer to come out we'll talk about it again and you know maybe if it peaks enough interest we might actually just see it uh this last one looked like a complete train wreck and had no interest and that's why i haven't seen it sorry if if anybody's out there has seen the latest uh amityville what was it do you even remember what it was called i don't even think it was called the amityville movie was it it was uh i think it was but i can't even remember anyways it was that if you if you've seen it it was the defeo murders anyways if you've saw it uh let us know uh, Horizon 607 on Facebook at Horizon 607 on Twitter. Let us know uh, how you felt about it. If, if if somebody reaches out and says, "Hey, you know, you guys should give it a watch," I'll give it a watch. Until then, I'm not. Once again, I will will cover this when it comes in and keep you in the loop because that's what yeah. we do here in Horizon. Not excited about it. Once again, you heard it here first. I Richard have said that as soon as it says The Conjuring, Amityville Horror, I will be in. Until then, I, I'm not in. Sorry. Well, I know what you are excited about. The Banana Splits movie. Oh, actually, I am. Uh, did anybody movie? see this trailer? 
First of all, I want to point out how lucky we were that at the end of last week's episode that I had to put it in there, it was breaking as we were recording that this was going to happen. The following day, the trailer hits. <laughs> oh, and what a trailer that was. And I am just, I was, first of all, there's blood, there's piles of bodies. There's definitely the banana splits. Yeah. Uh, they're animatronic, it looks like. Uh, <laughs> yep. The one gets his face knocked off. It looks like the Terminator. <laughs> scary as, scary and creepy as all hell. How about the guy that's the tinkerer, if you will? The guy yeah. that's the engineer? He's yeah. creepy as hell. I'm sure he has something to do with it. Uh, so if you guys didn't see the trailer, if you if you didn't, check out our page on Facebook and Twitter once again. We definitely put them up because they're, we were definitely into it. Uh, so the trailer, I'll take you through a quick synopsis and we'll talk about it just briefly. So basically it opens uh, this this woman, uh, her, her son's birthday. She happens to be a producer for the Banana Splits. She decides that she's going to take her whole family to her job for his birthday. They're going to go to see the Banana Splits live. The Banana Splits, if you guys don't know, was in the late 60s and early 70s. It was, it was a TV show for kids, live action uh so it was one of those fun time like a shows. So, show yeah, type so people would go and take their families and there was real studio audience uh in real life they weren't animatronics they were people under the suits and you could tell there's people under the suits <laughs> yeah. in the trailer let's, let's be honest but uh as this trailer goes on you find out when she gets to work that they're canceling the banana splits oh no you can't do that you cannot do that and then all hell breaks loose in carnage and the uh lights go out in the trailer and their eyes are glowing red terminator style and then you see blood and you see bodies and you know that there's kids and women and, and, and fathers in the audience so you know that this is not good at all it's crazy being murdered by being murdered by the, the banana, banana splits, splits. <laughs> so mind you the banana splits is not a horror concept it was a children's show children's variety show from the late 60s early 70s and how do they choose to make this movie the most epic way possible <laughs> And it's an official The Banana Splits movie. Yes. It's officially a Banana Splits movie. Like, that's the that's the kicker. So somebody is making it a horror film with the official licensing of The Banana Splits. I think this is amazing. To whoever owns the rights to The Banana Splits to let this happen. Bravo. I, I, and I'm not doing this to, like, make fun of you. That is amazing that you would let this happen. You know, I think this is a great concept. It's too bad that this is not going to be in theaters. Yeah, it's going straight to sci-fi again, kind of like Leprechaun, to, I believe. I, straight to, I think it's straight to sci-fi, straight to uh, DVD stream. Yeah, it's uh, going to be streaming. On. Yeah, it'll be uh, available on digital on August 13th and on DVD and Blu-ray on August 27th. Um, I, I do believe at some point it's going to be shown on sci-fi as well. But you know, I Hopefully bet you it's better, better than Leprechaun oh, Returns. Dude, it's got to be, just from the commercial. It one. looks epic. Oh, man. You know, there's two things in my life. Two places I, I wish that I could be sitting in um, on, you know, the production. Uh, Family Guy, I would just love to be a fly on the wall and be one of the people that throws out ideas for the stuff that they put on that show. And now this. Oh, Whoever pitched this, you know, what can we do? Let's come up with something Oh, you something just want to be there different. for the pitch? Yeah. I was going to say, you would about to be on set for whatever <laughs> Anybody movie. got any ideas on what we could do to make a horror movie? Something different. I was going to say, I thought your second answer was going to be whatever Crystal Reed was doing. Well... I mean, it wouldn't be a show if we didn't discuss her. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, trying to hit all the spots. You know what? She's unemployed currently. Maybe we can get her in the studio. Yeah, hopefully, that'd she be can good. discuss uh, all things Swamp Thing with us. I did. I did. Uh, I did. I did get the cable so we could start toying around with having uh, interviews over the phone and computer and, oh, and all this oh, stuff. Oh. So, so eh, you know, I'd like to ask her about Gotham. We're upgrading. Yeah, we are. We will, uh, be. you know, as long as as long as she wasn't involved in that Alice and Mac stuff, because then Derek would just take over the conversation. Yeah, we don't need that. Yeah, no, no. no. It's a good thing he's not on Horror Zone. Yeah, it's a good thing he's scared of all horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one other movie trailer that we watched, we were watching actually in our studio right before we came on the air. Uh, there's a new movie that's going to be out called Ready or Not. Why don't you take us through that, Rich? Oh man! First of all, if if 
I w- eventually we have to do something for like Patreon. I've I've said this before. Where once we get everything set up in the studio, we do stuff with cameras and stuff. We have to do something for Patreon because uh, I feel like it, it's worth something to see what we do when we're doing production meetings. We're watching this, and I we were both getting amped for this show. Like going into this show, we're like, oh man, I'm a little tired today. Oh man, we watched this trailer again. Mind you, this is the second time I saw the trailer. It was the first time Mike saw the trailer. And I was like, this is amazing. This has got me pumped to want to talk. Uh, so uh, Ready or Not is a, uh, I'll take you through the synopsis of the trailer. We did put the trailer up on, once again, Twitter and Facebook, uh, as, as I do with a lot of these things that come out. So the tra- check it out. Uh, when you get time, you can also find it on YouTube as well. So just check it out, the trailer, because it's definitely a worthwhile watch. Uh, so this trailer starts off as a wedding. Uh, this young lady is getting married and she marries uh, into this family and she can't wait to be part of the family and uh, part of the tradition of this family is that once you marry into this family you have to come over for a game night and they play a game at midnight and it lasts all night and that sounds odd doesn't it well it gets better you have to draw a card out of this box and whatever the card is is whatever game you play and she just happens to draw hide and seek so the rules of this game are simple. She has to hide and they have to find her. And that's what she thinks that's going to happen. Well, as soon as she leaves the room to hide, they start pulling out weapons while they count. <laughs> and when I mean weapons, I'm talking crossbows, shotguns, axes, like medieval looking axes. Uh, I, I, harpoon, I think. There was a lot. There, they, there, was, a lot there was a harpoon, of, I believe. A lot, a lot of hardware, if you will. And so she figures out real quick when she sees the maid get it. In the, in the trailer, you see the maid get it. And uh, it leads to the funny statement from one of the family members going, you couldn't tell the difference between the maid and her? And they're like, well, I couldn't tell. Like, I just shot. She was like, the bride is in a white wedding gown. You couldn't tell the difference. So it, it feels like a tongue-in-cheek moment there, and I thought that was cool, but trust me, it is carnage. At one point in Juncture, you see the bride. She is just soaked in blood and laughing. Like, like they're... they're Things are happening, man. It was crazy. It is a slasher through and through. I can't wait to see this movie just from the trailer. And uh, it's starring somebody that people should be familiar with. Yeah, Samara Weaving is actually going to be starring. She's the daughter of the great Hugo Weaving, who was in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm -hmm. He played Agent Smith in the Matrix movies. Uh, Great, great actor. Uh, She is the daughter of... And she was also in that great Netflix movie, The Babysitter. Yes, she was. And uh, I'll tell you what, she's somebody to watch. Cause she's she's a force. She is she, she is the next big scream queen. She looked she looked good in this trailer. Uh, the trailer overall has me pumped. Uh, Mike, when does this movie come out? Uh, this movie will be hitting theaters on August 23rd. So yeah, not, it, not too far off. And it says it's in theaters. I will be going to see this movie. Yeah, I'd be there too. This one had me pumped the second I watched it. Check out the trailer. Hashtag ready or not. Trust me, this movie is going to... It just looks epic. Uh, if you see the trailer and you don't think it looks epic, I, I don't know. I, I Tell me why you don't think it's epic. That would be a good conversation to have with somebody. But right. we, we both thought it would look really good. And hopefully it is really good. This could be the next launching of a, a great franchise. Boy, or I hope or so. at least one, one whole hell of a Carnage-filled movie. <laughs> yeah, it definitely will be. Yeah. Uh, so, so is that all for the news this week? Mike? That's all we got. We, we finally tapped out of the news. We are tapping I, out. I was kind of, I'm, I was kind of shocked there. I, that, that was a lot. So once again, if you want to talk about anything that we covered or tell us why we're right, wrong, any different, you know how to get a hold of us on Facebook, Horror Zone 607. Like our page, share our page, rate and review our page, and most importantly, talk to us because we'd like to hear from you. And also, if you're on the, if you're on Twitter and Instagram, we're on there too at Horror Zone 607 for all the social medias to join our conversation. Use the hashtag H. Z607 and uh, we are going to take one more break and when we come back we're going to be talking some horror and it's and, and Mike's been kind of tight knit what he's going to be doing to me here yeah it's going to be a little bit I'll give you a hint a little 
rapid fire. Ooh, some rapid fire. So you know what that means. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Zone. So a few months back, we did a segment on the show. Before the movie um, Us came out, uh, Jordan Peele did an interview where he kind of did a rapid-fire question, and I basically took the same questions, and I asked the guys in the studio the same questions. I think I added in a couple similar things. Um, but, you know, it's kind of kind of a short segment that we did, but we had fun doing it. So I figured, you know, why don't we do that again? I got some more questions this week, and, uh, you know, I just kind of want to... Rich didn't even know I was going to do this in, until we walked I have no preparation in. at all. I, I don't know the questions, so you're going to get my 100% honest, on-the-spot answers, because I, I, I'm being serious. I don't know anything. He doesn't. He really doesn't, other than I, I, I gave him the hint, rapid fire. So, you know, we might as well get started with this right now. I'm just going to ask you a question and just, you know, think about it and give me, give me the first answer that comes to your mind. All right. So, question number one. Favorite horror movie director? Oh, that's easy. Wes Craven. See, I, I love Wes Craven. Uh, I very politely disagree. John Carpenter. John Carpenter I, 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 is my I, idol. I, I love John Carpenter. Of course, uh, my favorite horror movie of all time is Halloween. I just, I'm I'm such a fan of Craven's work. Uh, Last House on the Left was amazing. Hills Have Eyes is amazing. Of course, Nightmare on Elm Street is one of my, is my favorite overall franchise of all time. I, I always talk about that. I even like some of his uh, lesser well-known work, uh, The Mangler. Mangler's uh, great. Which, which most people don't give that due, and it's great. Wes Craven's new Nightmare uh, is not technically, I mean, I understand people put that in a Freddy movie. It's not. It's its own movie, and uh, yeah. I think that that movie kind that was of conceptually, movie. that movie is probably the best work of Freddy since the original. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, that that's just my Don't my, my honest opinion. Of course, once again, most people only have one franchise to their name, and Wes Craven has two with Scream. And we're on the precipice of doing a reboot of Scream at some point in juncture here. We we were talking about that last week. Mm-hmm. So you know that lives on, and he's done so much other stuff. I mean, there's a, a bunch of other smaller things he uh, he was a part of, whether anthology series or just chiming in with producing and production. Uh, he's, he's launched a lot of careers. That's why my personal... And I can agree with you on John Carpenter as well, though. Yeah, Carpenter, it's the uh, basically the atmosphere and the suspense that he created, mostly his early stuff. But you got Halloween. You got The Fog. You got Halloween 2, although he didn't direct it. He just wrote it uh, and produced it. You've got Halloween 3, same thing. Didn't direct it, but he was involved in the writing and, and production of it. Um, you've got Prince of Darkness. You've got... How could I forget the thing? You know, I was going to say, so you, you're many. almost like mean, They Live also. They Live. But, but when so you said, many good when you said, ones. When you kept going on and you didn't say the thing, I was like, and uh, there's no love for the thing around here? Uh, one of the greatest movies ever made. Didn't, didn't uh, He did Village of the Damned too, right? Yes, he did. A little underwhelming with that, but he yeah, still did but it. Still, Christine. 
Christine. Yeah, Who could forget Christine? Another great one. So you know, I mean, he's in. definitely had. He's definitely had a. Once again, I, I would he had say a great run. You know, there's there's only a few people in rarefied air. You know, like that. You know, you have Carpenter, you have Craven, you have probably George Romero. You'd have to throw in there just because you know, obviously, uh, Toby Hooper. Whole thing. Toby Hooper would be in there for sure. Uh, the Mike Flanagan's on his way. Uh, James Wan too. James Wan is on his way. Uh, Jordan Peele's on his way. Yeah. I mean these. I mean they got these guys have to do a little more, but they're on their way as yeah. far as as far as horror legends. Uh, Stephen King in the in the writing aspects on his way because he's written a lot of great things. Well, he's that have been adapted there. into movie, but they've been adapted. <laughs> he's only directed one movie, That's and we didn't bring it up earlier. <laughs> but there was what something. Tell us about that. There Rich? was something on bloody. The only movie that 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 uh, Stephen King has ever directed <laughs> was a movie called Maximum Overdrive. If if anybody has seen it. It's great. Uh, yeah, it's really. great. All right. It's great. It's great for a laugh. <laughs> One night I would love to do a movie night here at the shop probably to uh, bring to the masses maximum overdrive because it just deserves that. We should probably um, all be drunk and maybe bring cocaine for people that like to use cocaine. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> bloody, bloody disgusting. Uh, uh, did a little article. It was like, everybody's so impressed about the Dr. Sleep trailer. It's not even Stephen King's greatest trailer, maximum overdrive. It is not <laughs> Stephen King's. We watched the two of them. It's, it is a fun. It was a little fun little tongue in cheek article by bloody disgusting, which I love when they do those things. But uh, uh, if you want to get a feel of how uh, uh, Maximum Overdrive is, there's a podcast called How Did This Get Made? It's uh, done by uh, Jason Manzukis And uh, damn, why, why am I drawing a blank now? Uh, he played Andre on uh, The League, and I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Never saw it. Anyways, continuing on, because I, I just don't want to. I'm not going to look it up. Sorry. But anyways, just check it out. You can find it anywhere. It's called How This Get Made. They just kind of riff on like bad movies. And they did an episode about uh, Maximum Overdrive. And Ma- Jason Manzoukas uh, pretty much summed it up. They were arguing about why that you would do some of the stupid things that happened in this movie. Manzoukas chimed in early and goes, I'll give you the reason why. Cocaine is why. <laughs> he was like, Stephen King was addicted to coke at that time. He was big on saying that he was binging on coke. So Coke thought it was a great idea, so it was a good idea for the movie. If you know anything, Maximum Overdrive was a short story. When I mean short story, it was literally three paragraphs long that Stephen King had written for a magazine, and he turned it into an hour and a half movie. And he doesn't remember making any of it. Yes, and he's the he was the director. It's the only time he's ever directed, and thank the Lord. But he's, he's definitely written some stuff that has come into play after. <laughs> All right, well, we'll move on to question yeah. number two here. That's enough about cocaine yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and maximum overdrive. And maximum, for that matter. Well, yeah, I, I think I've talked about maximum overdrive for longer than it deserves to be talked. Uh, about. Yeah, I would agree with that 100. <laughs> percent Although it does have Emilio Estevez, <laughs> it really does. It had some good actors in that movie. Yeah, they didn't. You wouldn't know it. <laughs> question number two: favorite subgenre. Who favorite subgenre? Uh, well, I mean, I'm. I mean, we all know slasher. Yeah, slasher is my favorite subgenre. I mean, I, I by far uh, that's that's my wheelhouse. I love that. I mean, I, I I'm, I'll give you. I'll go a little f- step further. My second favorite subgenre is the psychological thriller. Okay. I always I like a good uh, who done it. I like it when the the, the killer is shrouded in mystery. Uh, that happens in the slasher world sometimes. Sometimes so that they, there you go, kind of connected there. But even when they're not, like uh, movie like uh, brings to mind copycat Sigourney Weaver. Oh, that was uh, a good was, movie. It was a great movie. And Harry if you Connick haven't seen Jr. That, yes, if you haven't seen uh, Copycat, that is that is the definition of great psychological thriller. Yeah, it really uh, is. Uh, the movie Seven, obviously. 
Yeah. No, I mean, you Silence know, you kind of kinda know what's going on. Silence of the Lambs. I mean, even in those two movies, you kind of know who the killer is. So it's not a whodunit, but it's still a psychological thriller. Uh, those movies are all that. That's my that's my kind of jam. That and slasher films. I'm I'm all about carnage. Well, everybody knows that the slasher is my favorite subgenre. Uh, people in Algeria know that. Oh, absolutely. People I've never met. So, and uh, what are we up to in Algeria? I believe that we're like the 347th. We're working our way up. Three spots. We will come to Algeria if we become the number one most downloaded podcast in Algeria. Absolutely. That's my challenge. That is my promise to Rich, Ron, Luke, Rave, everybody here at Horizon 607, but mostly the people of Algeria. And we're all coming. All of us. The whole group is coming. I'm paying for it all. Question number four. Least favorite subgenre. Oh, haunted house movies, as we know. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I, I separate them in their own subgenre because I know that they can be different things. I'm just not a fan of haunted house movies. Uh, I do have a soft spot sometimes for like uh, possession movies. Like I love The Exorcist. I know you hate The Exorcist. I love it's The Exorcist. I, hated it. I don't. I don't. I. That's the weird part. When I know other people like you who are scared of The Exorcist, and I'm not scared of The Exorcist. Like it doesn't. I like the movie. It's a good art. It's a, a good art piece horror movie. Yeah, but I, I, I'm just not scared of it. Uh, so I don't really count that as a haunted house movie. I count that as a possession movie. Right. Uh, the I other, would too. The other, the other movie that like so, but most of them like the Amityville horror movies never got into them. Uh, the, like the haunting in Connecticut never got into oh, it. So bad. Uh, like like movies like that. The only one that I got into is The Conjuring and its sequel. Yeah. Uh, I dug those, but that's because the story was really good. I, I I those are borderline more of a psychological thriller in my mind. Than they are a haunted house story because there's more uh, substance, if you will, to the story than there is. Uh, and actually, the first one's a kind of a possession movie, anyways. Yeah, yeah, it more or less is. I mean, that's basically the the background of the story, anyway. Yeah. You know, so what's going on? Um, what's your least favorite? My least favorite is actually vampires. No interest in vampire movies. Never have. Zombies uh, is a close second, although there's a couple of good zombie movies. I'm just not a big fan of that that genre. Uh, but vampire movies, I just have never been a fan of. I'm also not a fan of torture porn. Yeah, I don't like I've those I've never been either, a big Hostel fan. Although I was a I've huge fan been, of the Saw series. Yeah, but that's different. And, and once again, I, I love somebody to be like, well, you're nitpicking. I, I am, but it, it is a little different. There was actually a storyline. There was a great storyline. There was a storyline throughout the Saw. Now, mind you, they do get off track sometimes, but there's a good storyline. I mean, think about it. It is a slasher film. It, I saw it as more a slasher film than it is a torture porn film. It I is. understand that there is interesting ways of people dying, but here's the prime. There's, there's this, the story is that these people deserve it. These people were taking life for granted and doing really dumb things when this person's life is going to end. That's the whole basis of the story. And instead of killing them, they're kind of killing themselves. Right, they are. And, you know, here's my thing, and I've said this before, probably on the show, I can't remember. Uh, you know, you, you've got your series like A Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Halloween, where basically you can come into any of those movies as a non-fan, never have seen them, and you could watch any of them, just pick it up, and you pretty much, you know, you can... You can watch them out of order and get what's going on. The Saw movies, if you decided, I've never seen these, I'm going to start with Saw 5. You wouldn't know what you was going on. Going it on. is from, from episode 1 through episode 7. We'll, we'll leave Jigsaw out of it because it was kind of its own thing. It was technically the 8th film in the series, but it kind of told its own story um, in a way. I mean, it, it was yeah, yeah, revolved yeah. around it. But 1 through 7 was one continuous story. Mm-hmm. You had to watch them in order to understand everything that was going on. So I love the continuity factor to it. Uh, I really respect that about that The other series. movie that I like that would be, some people might consider torture porn, but I don't, is the Final Destination movies. Oh, those are uh, great. Those are 
great tongue-in-cheek and great deaths. But that's not torture porn. You know, nobody can torture. Those are close to slashers. I'm talking about hostile. I'm talking about human centipede. (laughs) I'm talking about that ilk, where it's just, like, disgusting. Like, actually, you could even take it further than torture porn. Like, Cannibal Holocaust, we talked about in the 1980s movie. The Turkish movie. I don't... Yeah, there's a whole bunch of movies like that. I just can't dig, man. I'm not a fan. I I just... the I note, don't like the notebook is the worst one. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like gore for the sake of gore. I don't. You know. Yeah. Like, I like like once again. I'm a slasher fan. I like blood. I like guts. I like gore. So it's but not like it I'm squeamish, but I want something substantive to it. I don't want just right. like I don't want the the whole point of the movie is like okay, I'm going to take a drill to somebody's eyeball. I agree okay. with you. All right. Well, that that leaves us in a great interesting spot. And that's why I hate it. Hostile. By the way, and it doesn't and it doesn't scare me because so like Ron, I know Ron gets uh, scared of the hostile movies, and I'm like, it doesn't scare me. He's like, well, they could happen. I'm like, I don't give a damn if they could happen. Texas Chainsaw Massacre could happen too, but the difference between Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Hostile is that I would be scared of a character like Leatherface because crazy exists. These people are just drilling people for the sake of it because they have money. Like yeah. it's just it like. The whole subplot of that movie is basically the rich are killing people off for sport. For sport, yeah, just, exactly. So were... it goes into that political like assessment, only taking it over the top. And that's saying something bad, because I like Eli Roth, because he's done some great stuff. Because I'm a huge fan of uh, Cabin Fever. I always like Cabin Fever. I'm yeah. sorry. If you didn't like Cabin Fever, that's fine. I understand There's a, you either love it or you hate it, but I love that movie. I thought it was a great movie. It was cutting edge for the time. It was different for the time. And I like Eli Roth, as, as, for the most part, as a director. So, Yeah. yeah I, I have to agree with that. Uh, next one. Um, I believe that I said that that was number four. That was actually number three. That's um, fine. I forgot number three because I wasn't paying attention to my notes here. That's all right. So we'll, we'll say this is number four. Your favorite slasher movie of all time. I know, uh, I know the answer. Well, the answer is Halloween, obviously. Same I've here. said that a bunch. Uh, Halloween's my favorite. But let, once again, because it's just such a one that I've answered so much, we'll go to number two. Number two is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And actually, the funny part is it's the remake. It's not the original. Yeah, it's, and I, I went love, back and watched that again the, recently. I, I love the original, but the remake with Jessica Biel from 2000? 2003. Three? Yeah, okay, see. Thank you. I, I forgot what year it was. But yeah, that remake is phenomenal. If you don't like that remake, which I know there's a few out there because you're, oh, so the original, that's one of the few remakes is super good now mind you it takes nothing away from the original the original is a still a great classic movie i still will watch that movie i still love that movie the remake though is just that much more intense that much more creepy the atmosphere of the remake is crazy yeah. that movie has you on the edge of your seat the whole damn time and you know how the movie's gonna end and it still has you on the edge of your yeah, seat dare i say and do not take this the wrong way fans do not take this the wrong way the original texas chainsaw massacre is one of the greatest movies i've ever seen it is it is definitely in my opinion the better of the two movies so don't take what i'm about to say next wrong but i say that the the remake is actually a tighter film it is you know you've got the annoying character you know that i can't even remember the one guy's name but he's just kind of like a sniveling little coward but the whole you know, time. But you're waiting for but him to die the whole time. You are, but he kind of replaces Franklin from the original. Yeah, Franklin yeah. was so goofy and so annoying in the original movie that, you know, it's it kind of took away from it a little bit. The, the remake is a stronger, more suspenseful movie, and it looks, it, it's got a, a better atmosphere to it. I watched it again a couple of weeks ago. I hadn't seen it in a long time, and what a great! great I, I have to agree with you about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, I, I the original is the, the original. Film. Once again, the original is a well. I, 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 I it's tough to argue that. Uh, I, I'd say they're kind of on par with each other in their own way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I, I love the original too. But I, there's just something about the the remake that it was scarier to me than the original, even. Yeah. Like, I, I put it this way. I saw the uh, the remake in the theater. I came back to my friend's house because that's where we were hanging out, and we locked all the fucking doors. <laughs> well, Leatherface was more menacing, I think, in the remake. The, and he was, was menacing in the original, yeah, but he was kind of just, you could tell he was off and, you know, just kind of mentally challenged in the original. In the, in the remake, 
he is just he's a Not menacing, to menacing the remake, figure. He takes a he takes a he takes a um, car a, a, a butcher knife to the arm. She hacks his arm off, and he's still coming. Yeah, it's crazy, and he's not supernatural. No, eh, it's no. crazy. It's 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 a good movie. Jessica Biel is so good as a final girl in that. She movie. really was. Once again, talking about women empowerment without having to just scream it from the rooftop. She is probably actually I I'll go on the limb now that we're talking about it. Probably the strongest female character in all of horror movies. Well, that kind of leads me to question number oh, five. I'm glad go. you should. <laughs> I'm glad you should say that, Rich, because uh, number five all time favorite final girl. Uh, my all-time favorite Final Girl is Jamie Lee Curtis uh, in, in multiple movies, uh, especially Halloween. Uh, but I'd give a special shout-out there to Jessica Biel because she was such a strong like uh, Final Girl. But yeah, my, my favorite, once again, it's that, that's the surprise. I gave it a B uh, already, but yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, what can you say? The original squ- Scream Queen. Uh, she was a Final Girl in numerous movies. Prom Night, Night Halloween. Terror Train. Well, you got Halloween, Halloween 2, then Prom Night, Terror Train. Uh, we can't really count Tra- the five. Trading Places, I believe. She was the final. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> well, she was. You also get to see her topless in trading. Places. You did. Uh, but uh, uh, what, do you count her as a final girl in the fog? It she really survives a, it. It, it wasn't. There's was a not different really kind of movie. A final girl, but you know, we could we could say it she wasn't survived. a slasher so she movie. Sur- but she survived. We'll say we'll add it to it. We'll just puffer. We'll puffer stance. It wasn't a slasher movie, but it kind of was at the same time. Yeah, but we'll you know what we just we'll we'll inflate her numbers. So yeah, she was a final girl in that too. But yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis. Who who is yours, Mike? You know, Jenny Field. From Friday the 13th Part 2 is Ooh, my favorite. Very good. Very good. That yeah, good played one. by the great Amy Steele. Oh, yeah. Who, who was who? also a final girl in another one of your favorite movies. Yeah, actually, one of my, probably my second all-time favorite horror movie. April Fool's Day. Yeah, that's right. See, that's right yeah, at least you me. know. Yeah, it's, it's oh, my yeah. Second, second favorite all-time. Halloween number one, April Fool's Day is number two, and people are always like, how do you rank it that way? If you've never seen April Fool's Day, you wouldn't understand. It's yeah, such, people who think movie. that they're diehard horror fans that just you know dump on that movie, they do not. They're not true horror fans. I, I'm that sorry. Is a brilliant movie. We hate to make judgments about people, but that movie from start to finish is brilliant uh, because. Uh, and once again, we are going to do it sooner than later. Within the next month, I'm making a movie night here at Dragon Master Games. We're going to do a movie night. We're going to watch April Fool's Day. I don't care if anybody shows up, but we will invite everybody. Trust me, I'll cast it out wide. If you live in the 607, please. Please come because it's going to be a lot of fun, uh, and then we can actually do a real live review of that damn movie because uh, then finally Ron will see it, uh, and I also want people to see it. And uh, so if you haven't seen the movie, it's a great slasher movie. I dare say one of the best slasher movies on par with all the greats as far as from start to right at the beginning of the end is a great slasher movie. And then it has the greatest twist ending of any movie of all time. Agreed. So it flips you upside down, and you're just like, son of a bitch. And then, before it ends, it has another ending. It does. And, to top it off, it has Biff Tannen. Oh, yeah. Biff Tannen's in it. Biff Tannen is in it. And you have twins. You do. You got Buffy and Muffy. Buffy and Muffy. Some of the greatest uh, character names ever in a movie. Oh, so. trust me. It's so 1980s. And, of course, you have Amy Steele, who's a great actress. Yeah. Who, who does regret Didn't not, do enough. You know, the funny part is she, didn't, she does regret now not doing... Uh, another Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th movie, which uh, I wish she would have. I wish she would have came back like it was in, in past. I heard there was rumors that she wasn't even going to get killed off in three if she came back. Really? I heard there there was a rumor floating around that the script said that she would not, maybe not be the survivor girl, but she was going to live longer than the other the, the other girls had lived. Yeah. I, off air, I, I said this once before we never talked about it, but off air sometime, I'm going to give you my pitch for a Friday the 13th movie that I think would be a great sequel to kind of bring it back to the original Paramount series. Oh, uh, I'm not going to say it on the air because somebody's going to my idea and claim it as their own because it's that good of an idea and i don't have a lot of those let's, let's, let's work that up so we can we can pitch that to hollywood <laughs> i mean come on somebody pitched 
uh, the, the the banana splits, and it worked. They did. We, could, we, we should be and able also Lama Geddon. Let's yeah. not forget oh, that Lama Geddon is the greatest movie of all time. But that's an indie <laughs> film. So we put that together. We can, I don't we even think, think it was. A, it wasn't dude, even a movie, dude. In this day and age, with all these fan Friday the Thirteenth movies, we might be able to make this happen. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, we'll talk after. We'll, we'll talk we'll, after. We'll get that. Eat. We'll get, we'll that get together. Call, you, have my, you have your people call my people. We'll, we'll get those ideas out there. <laughs> all right. Question number six. Subgenre we don't have enough of. Subgenre we don't have enough. Of. Well, the bad part about horror movies is that once you find something good, they usually beat the living hell out of it that's why i have a good until one, it I dies i uh, you know what go first because i i'm right now i'm, I'm drawing a blank drawing a literally blank? no because here's the problem once again once there's a good idea in hollywood it usually is beat into the ground you know the answer to this actually popped in my head before the question and that's why i put this in here voodoo you know there was a lot of those rainbow I think, and the serpent yeah it, serpent in the rainbow serpent I said it the rainbow the last one that i remember was the skeleton key with kate hudson which was a little underwhelming but it was it was an okay movie the, i, I kind of like the it the third story from the original tales from the hood yeah the final story if you will. yeah it just there wasn't enough of it i think there was a lot of it more back in like the 40s and 50s and stuff Candy like that man um no back really... in the 40s back in the early heyday golden age you know you had black cat uh, there's a couple other ones, but Black Cat would probably be the White Zombie. White Zombie. Oh yeah, White Zombie too. Yeah, White Zombie and Black Cat would probably be the two biggest voodoo movies at the right. time. Right, and they're creepy just because mm-hmm. of the way they look. Yeah, you know, I don't know that they're really Black great Cat movies is to today, uh, starring Bella Lugosi. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so. yeah, no. Um, yeah, now that you said that, voodoo is a good answer. Good answer because there's I, not I, enough I pick, of it. I picked the Serpent and the Rainbow as far as uh, my. Uh, pick for best voodoo movie and that's just my opinion uh you know what you know what i you know what here it is and it's, it hasn't been beat too bad and it's going to be kind of weird to pack unpack this because the slasher film is general in general this kind of in a way uh good serial killer movies okay and what i'm being like that is we haven't had a ton of them like uh most like you would be like a slasher film is technically a serial killer movie in a way yes but usually a slasher film is dealing with some kind of crazy person or supernatural being and not dealing with um, somebody who is actually like like uh, it was disappointing to me the Ted Bundy movie uh, yeah because I wish it would have been uh, this kind of a movie instead of the movie it became uh, because it became more of like a true crime uh, court yeah. drama movie instead of what this would be uh, I like you almost what was it? Uh, what's the movie there? Story of a serial killer. Uh, they had damn it. Had Henry, a, a portrait of yes, a serial yes. killer. Yes, uh, something like that. That's like off the top of my head. That's one of them. There was also I believe that was a true story. If I'm not uh, mistaken, yeah, I think it was too. Uh, the other one that comes to my head is they did one, and I can't remember the name of it. And it sucks to me. Uh, it starred uh, the the guy that plays on uh, Criminal Minds. The guy that plays uh, Reed on Criminal Minds was in it. And he's actually following around a guy who's a magician who's also a serial killer. And he's kind of giving him pointers on how to be a serial oh, killer. you know what? I saw that on recently. And I don't yeah. even know. What you're, I don't know the name of it, I but don't I don't know, know what you're the name talking of it. Sorry. If you guys do out there, let's again, we're doing rest. I, I don't want to take up too recently. much time. Uh, I'll get the name and I'll get it to you when it comes to me. But anyways, that was pretty good, too. And it was interesting. But there's not, a, in my opinion, there's not enough like real kind of hardcore serial killer movies. Yes, slasher films are kind of that. But I mean, I would like something like, because I'm into that world of serial and, and every time they do a serial killer movie about a real serial killer it feels it feels bad. flat like yeah. Gacy was a bad one the, well because they try to Ted overdo Bundy, it both Ted Bundy movies were horrible they the over dramatized movie them. was dumb uh, like they're just so bad I want to see like you know and I understand you would have to do a, I want to see a fake one because anything that's based well, on a real anybody who's based on a real character they're not going to be able to do justice 
because because they over dramatize well, it, they over Hollywoodize well, it. Not only that, but there's victims' families who are going to well, take yeah. offense to it. So what they need to do is they need to come up with a fake killer and do it that way. Natural born killers, I think, is the closest. Maniac. Yeah, Although it's go. considered a slasher, I found it more like down the avenue. You know what, what you're you could do? About. You know what you could do that maniac. I could see that argument, but there's not a, a lot like maniac. Uh, I would say natural born killers would be on that. Answer. Yeah, yeah. Something like uh, we need more of that. I love natural born killers. Right. So then Henry Portrait of Serial Killer that was also in that vein. Like so, it's a good mixture between a true crime story and a slasher film. But they're I also mean, very uncomfortable maybe, films to watch. Yeah, yeah. So. But I'm just saying, if you made it a true crime slasher merger there's where you'd be because a slasher yeah. film doesn't have a true crime element to it right. or it shouldn't at least and then and, and the other doesn't maniac is close to that i would say that would be good and of course probably the one that would be the top of the list would definitely be natural born killers okay so like something like that i think we could use more of that that, right. that would be my answer just coming off the top of that sounds good to me all right question number seven the horror movie that you feel has the most profound effect on people Ooh, and I've got uh, the humdinger of them all, the, the, the king of them all. But I, I want to hear what you have to say first. The original miniseries. Really? And the reason I say that is because I know more people who are scared of clowns because of that movie. Okay. So I think that uh, going from a profound if a movie, and I mind you, I don't find that movie to be that scary. It scared me as a kid because I was like 10 when it came out. Right. But a lot of people have developed a phobia of clowns based upon that movie. So I yeah. feel like that's how it's in that way. I feel like that's profound. Uh, I mean, you could argue that for a lot of movies that have made people scared. But I think if you really balance out the people who are our age who are scared of clowns, usually it goes back to that movie. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, that's a great answer. So yeah. I, I, I would see that. I can see your point on that. Mine is Jaws. Yeah. I was have said that too. It's you know, same, kind of the same reason. Yeah, I, I have always said that that's the movie that's had the most profound effect on people because you know it was made in 1975 or released in 1975, um, which is over 40 years ago. It's almost 45 years old at this point. Um, and you know, you've got a movie that people that haven't even seen that movie, kids today that only know the name are still afraid to go into the ocean because of that. You, you hear the music, you hear, you know, yeah. You know, everybody's afraid to go in the in the ocean because of that film. People are afraid of sharks to this day because of that film. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there would be as big, even just shark attacks you've been hearing about over the last couple of years that are the real life shark attacks. You know, I don't think that that really is what's driving the fear. And I think it's Jaws. I, I would agree with that. So, yeah, I, I think both answers are good for the same reason. Yeah. I'd have to agree. Question number eight. And you're going to know my answer before you, before you even answer yours. Uh, greatest horror comedy of all time. Ooh, greatest horror comedy of all time. That's a rough one because I, I have a lot. I'm, I'm a I have fan. a lot too. I'm a, I'm a fan of that genre of movie. Uh, if I had to pick one, one, oh, jeez. I know your answer. Uh, that's a good answer too. Uh, what, uh, uh, go ahead, give your answer because I it's, uh, people have heard it enough. Yeah, obviously, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, which is the greatest horror movie horror yeah. comedy movie ever made, in my opinion. That's that's brilliant, a, that's brilliant, a great, brilliant, brilliant, great, film. great pick, by the way. If I had to pick, honestly, Shaun of the Dead. That would have been one of my backups, that. And we talked about it last week, The Final Girls. Yeah, um, The Final Girls was good, too. I mean, Shaun of the Dead, I feel like, is one of the best. Uh, in, in the top five, Zombieland. Zombieland, too. Yeah, uh, it's definitely. It's also a lot of fun. I mean, you can go on Return of the Living Dead. I don't think it's enough play. I understand they're all yeah. zombie movies so far, but it's kind of funny because Return of the Living Dead, such a great tongue-in-cheek movie. I love my favorite. One of my favorite scenes of all time comes in Return of the Living Dead where the, the ambulances pull up and then the zombies ambush the ambulance drivers and they cut and then they cut back and the zombie grabs the thing and it, send more brains <laughs> 
starring, of course, the great Tom Matthews, who's oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, Tommy Jarvis in uh, Friday the 13th, yeah, Part 6, yeah. and uh, also Never Hike Alone. Yeah, absolutely. And soon to be star of Never Hike Alone 2. Yeah, and actually multiple sequels. Yes. Because they said sequels. Sequels, the plural, plural. Which I'm I'm all for. <laughs> number uh, number nine we're up to already here. More than halfway through the list. Uh, most horrifying scene in any horror film you've ever seen. Oh, jeez. Uh, are we talking about disturbing or scary? Whatever has scared you the most. Whatever, whatever you find to be the most horrifying scene you've ever seen. In, in okay, so movie. the most disturbing movie is seen in the movie, and, and it's going to be weird, is Antichrist. If okay. you seen with William Defoe, uh, there's a scene in the movie where he literally puts his foot through a baby's head underneath an accelerator pedal in the car. Uh, that's that's. that's the I most guess it dis- doesn't really get much more that, disturbing that's than that. The most disturbing thing I, I think in a, in a movie that I've ever seen, uh, horrifying wise, I think that, I, I would say that overall, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, mine would be the crab walk scene that didn't even make it into the original uh, film theatrical version of The Exorcist, where mm-hmm. she's kind of you know. You know, running around like a like a reverse crab walk, her head's all upside down and distorted. Yeah, ah. I, I love how you're horrified at that. Like, it's like, mine is mine is a, a accelerating pedal going through a baby's head, and you're like <laughs> the crab walk of the girl is terrifying. They're both dealing with kids. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how you can tell the difference in us. <laughs> right, right. All right. Question number ten. Uh, horror film either in production now or just even rumored to be made that uh, you're most excited to see I'm going to go with two I'm going to go with one as a fan film because I want to give it out and then number two I'm going to go with a major uh, production Uh, currently the one that I'm most excited about that is coming out is uh, hashtag ready or not after seeing that trailer uh, a close second would be Dr. Sleep obviously Uh, so those are both in production but I mean for some reason that trailer for Ready or Not just got me pumped yeah my original answer was uh, It Chapter Uh 2 until I saw that trailer for Ready or Not I I don't know I think I might have changed my mind there's some big stuff coming out so there's a lot coming in and ready to unpack stuff that we didn't even know was coming I know yeah and uh, the second the fan film that I want to give a shout out to is actually is a multiple and we plug them all the time Voorhees uh, 13 Fanboy and also the sequel as you mentioned a minute ago to Never Hike Alone all these Friday the 13th uh, fan films that are super good and uh, have some really cool ideas in them I'm excited for all of those yeah uh, like I just want and like I said I know it sounds like somebody's paying us trust me there's nobody paying us we're just happy to see some DIY stuff and it all looks good I mean you have a story where you're incorporating Jason's father in the one you have a story uh, where uh, and that is fan- Friday the 13th ven- uh, Vengeance is that Vengeance it okay, is so that's Vengeance and Vor- so, so Vengeance and Voorhees I'm both rating for both of those so Voorhees he's is the last house on the left esque Friday the 13th movie yes and then Vengeance is the one with the dad so we're waiting for both of those plus then 13 fanboy which looks like a serial killer who's killing off uh, people who have had stuff to do with the Friday the 13th movie who's a fanboy obviously and Adrian King is now a part of that everybody my, my dear dear friend I just want to point this out everybody that has anything to do with the Friday the 13th movie is a part of that movie. Yeah. I'm serious. Like, it's crazy. It's, it's good, though. I'm not complaining. That's why I said oh, I'm, I can't wait to see thing. it. Of course, once we just talked about it a minute ago, Never Hike Alone, see, that was such a good movie on its own. And then, you know, the surprise at the end where you see Tommy Jarvis as the, 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 the ambulance guy. And now we're going to get sequels with him. Good stuff. I can't wait to see the fight of the century. Yeah, I can't wait to see that either. I, I'm with you on that. And what was your answer? Uh, was it, was it uh, ready or not? At this point, it was it chapter two. Yeah, well, you can still but, that. I'm, I'm excited to see that still as well. Uh, it's kind of taken a beating from some of the early screenings. Uh, I hope that's not true. I love the trailer. Uh, the teaser trailer looked good. 
Uh, so I think I, it's going to be I pretty hope. good. I think it's going to still be good. Uh, but uh, just something about Ready or Not, man. I saw that trailer. Yeah. I'm. What does that look fun? I just it's it's something different. It's a breath of fresh air uh, in, in a world. Uh, it looks like the perfect mixture between a slasher and a fun. It's a fun slasher, if you will. Yeah, it not really a comedy. Does. It doesn't look like a comedy. I think there's some tongue there's in cheek. A lot of comedic. There's there's some tongue in cheek, but I wouldn't call it a straight on comedy. I would say right. it's a slasher movie that has a lot of tongue in cheek in it. Kind of reminds me of like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three. Yeah, where there's it's a true heart slasher movie, but at the same time, it's a lot of fun. Right, and it had my all-time favorite song in it that a lot of people wouldn't think of, Unchained Melody. Uh-huh, that it was in it. The there Righteous Brothers. There you go. They're not paying me to say that. You, right. You're the one that always says that. I'm going to say that this time. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I, I, sometimes I like to put it out there because sometimes it sounds like when you're plugging stuff, a lot of times people are like, oh, you must be getting paid. Right. I'm like, no. I assure I you the Righteous I, Brothers I, did not pay me to say I, that. I, 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 I'm just saying, like, like as far as like the stuff like that, we, we you know, if they want to pay us or if they want to give us a – we don't even want payment. If you want to give us a screening early on in your movie, we'll plug it. Plug the hell out of it. I mean, Absolutely. We're fans of that because we're just fans, man. Sometimes it's good to just be a fan, and that's why we're doing this. And if we can provide our good, a good opinion and provide you with entertainment, which is – appears that we're doing because you're listening that's awesome as well but like i'm just a fan just get the word out there right get it out all right well we're in the final third of the questions here uh question number 11 favorite kill all time in any horror film that it would be the wheelchair kill from friday the 13th part deuce (laughs) oh such a great answer but the first time i watched that did that scare me oh my god i just about fell out of my bed when i watched that one because i was in I think college, I was still living at home. To, to this day, it is my favorite kill by far. Uh, if you wanted, uh, I don't know if it's on your list, but if we could add an 11A, uh, the secondary question, which is the fun, the, the funniest kill ever in a horror movie, it would be uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. The No, not was it? not No, it wasn't 4. Well, no, 4. It was a tie. Nightmare on Elm Street 4, the comic book murder. Yeah. It was at 5. That was 4. Pretty sure it was four. You know, those those movies got so they bad at together, that point, I don't even remember. But anyways, the comic book kill. And then, of course, Freddy's Dead is making the list because of the uh, Nintendo kill. Yeah. Because that was Super Freddy was kind of fun. So those 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 two were my two funnest kills, but definitely all-time favorite kill, wheelchair, and you know, Friday the 13th. Dude. I'll, I'll bite on the 11A when I get to mine now. Yeah, I didn't yeah, have that. Ahead, now now you're asking me the hard questions ahead, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. All right. So mine, of course, would have to be from the original Halloween uh, when Michael pops out, in the, uh, out of the uh, pantry in the kitchen and he gets Bob. And pins him up against the wall, sticks the knife in him, tilts his head, looks at him. Yeah, that that would be my all-time all right. favorite. Um, 11A. We'll say uh, where um, Jesse Eisenberg kills the clown in Zombieland. Oh, that's pretty fun, too. Oh, look at this clown. <laughs> and then it's a clown. And he had a fear of clowns. So right. uh, I'd have to say that that one. And that's not even the bad guy getting the good guy. Yeah, that's fun. You know, that's so fun. fun one there. Number 12. Underrated or unknown horror movie you would recommend? Oh, man, there's so many. Of course, we talked about earlier, April Fool's Day. Uh, mm-hmm. I do believe that is underrated and underrecommended. And, uh, I mean, we recommend it a lot, but I, I honestly, I think that is overall. It deserves it. Uh, a secondary one uh, is we talked about it uh, last week, Terror Train. Okay. Because I think that gets lost in the mix of slasher films, and it's a really good slasher film. Very underrated, and a lot of people don't even realize it exists. Yeah, but again, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, and, of course, as I mentioned last week, David Copperfield. If, if they remade that movie... And it did it justice. I'd be all in. Yeah, I don't I'd know that it needs in. a remake, but 
I, I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't need it, but it needs more so many love people, is what it needs. So many people don't love the original. I feel like if they did a remake, at least some people would watch the original yeah. to then go back and then be like, oh, is it good or bad? If they did it at least justice, that would be great, but it might get people to watch the original. Terror Train, uh, so April Fool's Day and Terror Train, I'd say yeah. easily. One I, I'm one surprised I be, they haven't remade it One yet. I've been beating the drum of forever, which that's why I wanted to give a second one, because that's a lot of them I wanted to give another one, because it's like, that's oh, an answer you've heard before, so I want to give you one that you Sure. Have. I usually do that with our lists. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, so mine would be a movie I have mentioned on the show before. A lot of people have no idea it exists. It's called Malevolence. Um, actually has a, uh, a prequel and a sequel to it now. Um, but what a great slasher that is. And that's one, if you haven't seen that, maybe when we do our movie night, yeah, I'll I haven't play seen it. it. I was one of the ones that's on there. I think there's that and Lake Mungo. And... Yeah, Lake Mungo is really good, too. Very different. But, and, then, um, and then we're going to make you watch Sleepwalkers in between. Sure. So that way we can do good movie, shit movie, good movie. There's our triple threat. <laughs> yeah. The trifecta. Uh, number 13, if you were a character in a horror movie, would you survive and why? Yes, because as soon as the, as soon as shit hit the fan, I'd be out. <laughs> I knew that you were going to say that because we've <laughs> had this conversation either on or off air before. Everybody that knows me knows that as soon as shit would hit the fan, I'd be gone. Uh, I've always adapted to the rules that you don't have to be the fastest person. You just have to be faster than the slowest person. <laughs> and if you are the slowest person, all you have to do is pull a Shane from The Walking Dead and pop somebody in the leg and get the hell out or throw them to the killer and just leave. Uh, there's a lot of times I don't get why people just don't go. <laughs> When stuff starts to happen, leave. You'd leave your wife and kid behind, wouldn't you, if you needed uh, to? You know, if they don't listen and leave when I'm leaving, <laughs> absolutely. You you have to live. Oh, my God. You are the worst human being I have ever met. I listen, love it. I love listen, it. Listen, my, my normal fight or flight is to fight. <laughs> However, if you are deal, if I ever found myself dealing with a supernatural killer or <laughs> some situation that was that way, I'm out. I'm out. Get out of here. <laughs> You're all on your own. Um, I would love to say that I, I was a really good athlete when I was younger. I was really, I was a sprinter in high school, a very, very fast runner. I'd like to think that I would be that athletic guy that would run away, but one, I'm 40, almost 41. I've got arthritis now and I've, I've put on a significant amount of weight in the last couple of years. Although I'm not fat, I'm not in the shape that I was when I was younger. I don't think I could outrun anybody. So here's my answer. I'm going to say no, because I think that I could still outrun a killer and I think that I could outwit them. My my, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that my um, conscience would get the best of me and I'd want to go protect somebody that I care about and I'd end up getting killed. That's too bad. I know. <laughs> you got you to do what I do. We're at that level of life where you're just like, get out. <laughs> do what the title of the movie said. If he would have got, gotten out, he wouldn't have had that happen to him. Yeah. Just saying that that's a funny. The best part about the movie, get out, is that that's all he had to do. No, you make a good point. Yeah, it's hard to yeah, argue yeah. that. Question 14, your earliest memory relating to horror movies. I've talked about this in ad nauseum, but I'll say it again. Uh, I was uh, at the age of, I do believe, four or five, locked in a room because my cousins thought it was funny with them to watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and it scarred me to the fact that I didn't watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street again until I was 18 years old because I was so terrified of that movie. Now, mind you, I'd seen all the sequels, and I, and I think that's why I love horror movies, but uh, I didn't watch that movie again, and still to this day, uh, that movie still actually terrifies me mm -hmm. uh, because I go back to that memory, even though it's uh, not as scary now as it, as it used to be when I was younger. But I still have that memory. But that is the moment. All right. Mine I've also mentioned ad nauseum. Uh, it would be The Exorcist. Uh, I remember it was a Friday or a Saturday night uh, in the basement watching TV with my little brother who was probably about five or six at the time. I couldn't have been more than... I don't know. Actually, he was probably younger than that. I was maybe eight, nine years old. Um, and uh, it was on like WPIX or something like that. And it happened to be the scene where her head spun around. 
the voice, seeing that, being a little kid, scarred me for life. I'm still afraid to sleep at night without covers over me because I'm afraid Linda Blair is going to end up in my room and get me. Oh, jeez. And I'm, I'm going to be 41 in two months. I still have that fear. Oh, I'm not geez. even kidding. I still have that fear. And, of course, we're going to round this out with number 15 because I said there was 15 questions. Favorite horror novel that was adapted into a horror movie? Oh, that's, uh, well, I would say it would be easy if you said, because The Shining, but it's not. Because The Shining is not really adapted too well to the story, as we all know. We talked about that earlier. Um, favorite one. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a tough one, actually. Uh, <laughs> if I had to just pick, oh, well. there's a, You know what? If I had to pick one, because I'm a big fan of this movie, believe it or not, I would pick Christine. Ah, Ah, good choice. If I had to pick one, there's a, there's a few others that I would pick. Christine is definitely the pick that I would make. I love the concept of that movie. Uh, I don't think they've ever done a killer car movie that was any good other than that movie. Yeah, there's a couple of other ones that failed miserably. And of course, Maximum, Maximum Overdrive. Overdrive. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think Christine, is. A, it was a great Stephen King book. I have read the book. I love the book. I also, I also love the thing. I think Close Second would be probably it. Uh, but once again, that's kind of... You know, the, it's just a long, it's a long read and it's a long movie either way. Because even with a new one, you're doing chapter one, chapter two, and right. combined, they're like a four hour movie. The original miniseries was like six to eight hours long, and of course, the book is like lit, ridiculous, like like a thousand pages. So, but I would say Christine though. I, okay. I think Christine edges it out because I think the originality of the story and the fact that nobody has been able to top that story mm-hmm. since that story and movie, yeah, wins out hand down. Okay. Um, now, I'm not a reader. The only horror movie novel that I ever read uh, that, that was adapted into a book was The Amityville Horror. Um, but I know that my pick was a book. It was a novel that was made into a movie. And I, this is where I disagree with you. I, I actually go with The Shining. Oh, I the know Shining. that there's significant... The Shining. Uh, I, I know that there's significant differences, but it was still adapted from a Stephen King novel. So that's that's what my answer is. And I think that it's just a brilliant, brilliant movie. Uh, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't, I don't go... I don't, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, so that's kind of fun. Uh, that's it, a good. List. It would have been my second choice. So. It's a good list. That was a good list. Although you know, it was horror authors, which I wasn't surprised to ask. I'm a big Clive Barker fan. Ooh, ooh. I'm a big uh, him and Dean Koontz. Yeah, which makes sense when I say psychological thrillers because right. Dean Koontz is that's what he does. And that's Clive Barker, though, man, brutal, brutal. Like he's Hellraiser. Clive Clive Barker is like the gore king of of books. Yeah, Stephen King is the best horror writer by none. Uh, you can't beat him. The, uh, imagery in his books is phenomenal. Stories in his books is phenomenal. I mean, there's some stinkers out there, don't, but anybody's going to have, especially his long career he has. But for the most part, you're, he tells the best stories. He paints the best pictures, and that's why because he paints this lovely picture. Uh, another one that could made the list was Misery. Misery is yeah. an amazing movie and an amazing book. Uh, but C- Clive Barker, as much as I love slasher films, he can write a slasher book. Which is, is talent beyond talent because I don't know how anybody... Nobody else can do it. I haven't heard, read another book that comes close to doing what he does in, a, in, in the in the art form of writing. Because mm-hmm. he does. He basically writes slasher novels. Right. And uh, Dean Koontz, like I said, psychological thriller. So giving a big shout out to some authors there because that wasn't on the list. But hey, why not throw it out there? All right. All right, good stuff, Rich. Uh, glad, you know. Thank you for playing along. Yeah, with me. it was a lot of fun. Uh, I hope you guys at home were having fun. If you would like to play along, give us your answers. You know what? It's easy to do. Horrorzone six hundred seven on Facebook. While you're there, if you don't already, like and share the page. If you already like and share the page, awesome. Thank you. We appreciate it. Could you also rate and review that? Because that would help us out immensely. Also, ladies and gentlemen, you can check us out uh, on Twitter and Instagram at 
HorrorZone607. For all the social medias, use the hashtag HZ607 to join our conversation because we want to hear from you. And uh, if there's things that you want us to talk about, if there's movies you want us to check out, uh, the offer's always stood that still hasn't been answered, but Luke will watch any bad horror movie you want to make him watch and give you a legit review. Uh, I talked to him a, about that yesterday. It's He's not still a up joke. For like, we are gonna, I'm going to start, start pumping it out there because I want the movies. I want you guys to pour them in because he, he, the poor guy is waiting to review bad movies. Like, He's literally. been sitting in a dark room rocking <laughs> Incessantly, ever since well, he doesn't do anything, he creates. He's, he goes to work. He creates music, and he's waiting for your. He cries all day at work. He's, he's, he's waiting for you guys to send him bad reviews. Uh, he's also, like the Maytag guy. Uh, also, uh, while you're at it, uh, you can check us out at 8122 productionscom for all things 8122 Productions. So check out the Horror Zone 607. We got reviews up there. We've got podcasts up there. We've got videos up there, which is going to bring yes, me we to we're gonna come full circle. While you're there, you can check out our other offerings, which would be the Three Fat Nerds Podcast and 3FN Wrestling. Uh, those are also home to 8122 Productions. You can check out our sponsors page, our Friends of the Shows page. There's so much there and come, more is coming, so check us out. Oh, and did I mention you can also download Download and stream our shows right from there, 8122productions.com. And that leads me to video content. We last week low key launched the Horror Zone 607 YouTube channel. It is simply titled Horror Zone 607. It, it, it seems like Very I easy to find. Sounds like I planned it out. All you have to I do subscribed. Is I subscribed as well under my other one, just because, you know, hey, gotta get the cheap subscribing. You know, right. cheap pop. But. Guys, if you listen to the show, check it out. The only thing up right now was last week's episode. I'm probably going to put up this week's episode. I might not go into as much detail with the uh, episodes as I did last week because that took a long time. Uh, <laughs> but but you'll still be able to hear those audios. But there will be video coming soon. We'll be doing some. Uh, I know there will be some live reviews coming soon. Uh, whenever we do an event, you heard us talking about we're going to plan a time to get together in the next uh, few weeks here and do a uh, movie night because we've been planning on it forever. This might light a fire under ass to do it ever so often because maybe we'll do a little bit of video content from our movie night. Obviously, we can't show the movies. You can't watch them along with us. But we could, you know, do a pre-movie, a little intro and, and post-movie and just put it all together and put it on YouTube for you guys. So it'd be like like what we're thinking going into the movie, especially if we haven't seen it. And then, you know, synopsis and stuff for those who have seen it. And then a little review after, like like live, real time. Hey, we just finished watching this movie. I promise we'll do that when we do that. There's going to be other things. We're going to be doing Horror Zone uh, news on there. So, you know, sometimes uh, you'll see my, my wonderful face or even Mike's face. And we'll just do, you know, hey, something hits the news site. Cool. We'll just talk about some news that maybe we don't want to wait to the show or maybe, you know, just a teaser to get to the show. Uh, once again, it won't take anything away from this, this show because this is what we do here. We love this show. Uh, but there's a lot of other things that we can we have planned and are in the works. So we're, we launched it low key. Uh, as we put out more and more stuff, we'll be pumping it more. But you guys can help us out. Jump on the bandwagon early. Horizone 607 on YouTube. Thank you so much, Rich. You know, and again, Rich just mentioned it. You know, the game that we just played, the 15 questions, I want to hear what your answers are. Go on Facebook, go on Twitter, go on Instagram. Give us your answers. Mark them 1 through 15 and give us your answers. I want to read what you guys think. I want to know what you guys think. So so give us some feedback on that. I want I want to, I want to hear the answers, not just Rich's, not just mine. I want to hear what you guys think. Yeah, absolutely. We always want to hear you guys get involved. But on top of that, I also want to hear something get involved this week because this weekend is a big horror movie release. Child's Play comes out, well, technically preview night is uh, would be well, you hear this. You, I'll be putting this out late Wednesday. So if you're listening to this, the podcast, it'll, the earliest you'll probably hear it is unless you stay up late night and you and you get this late and you listen to it, which we enjoy that too. You'll probably be hearing it on Thursday. So the preview night would be tonight. And uh, then, of course, it starts the real release night is Friday. Right. Uh, we will be going to see it. I know Mike is going to go see it. And I might be able to drag him to write a review about it. That would be nice. I plan on it for this one. And I'm inspired. I'm, I, I can't go to see it because of work until Sunday. But I'm going to... 
going to make a promise to the fans. Before Sunday, I'm going to go do see it during the day. After I see it, and before, because I'm going to be watching the WWE pay-per-view, unfortunately, on Sunday Stomping Grounds. <laughs> That's because, horrific. Of course, because I have, I, I have to watch it for 3FN Wrestling, uh, the wrestling show I do. Uh, yeah, it's horrifying enough. That's probably the scariest thing I'm going to see that day, no matter I'm, how scary sure. Charles play is. Uh, I'm going to try to do a, like an actual video review that I'm going to try to get up while I'm reviewing Stomping Grounds because I, I feel like I'll have time to do both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it'll sorry. Give me, it'll give me something fun to do while I'm watching Stomping Grounds is supposed to be reviewing that. I don't know if I'm going to video uh, do Stomping Grounds or write it. I might just do video so that way I, I don't have to I would just give like a, a quick one-word answer if I was you. <laughs> just, <laughs> just rush it. My, review, my reviews in one word. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I would do. It, just it's put all a camera take. on me and take less than three minutes. One word could do the whole pay-per-view. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, something will happen that will piss me off and it'll be like a 20-minute rant video. <laughs> but honestly, I'm, I'm going to do a video uh, review, the first video review for Child's Play and Mike will be doing his written review hopefully for Child's Play. Yeah, we'll come out prior it. to that, and then next week on this we'll very show, talk about we'll actually get together and talk about it as unison, uh, and hopefully Ron will see it, and hopefully Ron will be back next week. Uh, he won't be saving the streets. We don't know, or maybe we'll have a different special guest because uh, we have we have a lot of guests that want to come on. So uh, for all those people who are listening that are have been guests on the show before and uh, would be interested in coming back, trust me, we're going to be bringing them back. So. It's going to be some fun times ahead. We got a lot of fun times coming. We really, really do. But yeah, everybody get out there. Horror fans, get out there and support the horror community. Watch Child's Play. It's the big one this weekend. Next weekend is going to be Annabelle Comes Home. And I know. Got some big stuff. I know. Get out and support them. I know that we were very hard on this movie. And I know we were going to boycott this worse movie when it was coming out. And, and it might. It might be worse. But it's going to be least, hard to compare least, it to the original or to not compare it to the original. But at least... At least I've turned the corner, and as you know, a couple weeks ago, I apologize, and I turned the corner, and I want to go see this movie now because in the last month and a half of build, it's been a nice build. It could let me down, or it could surprise me. It I'm might not going. Be fun. I'm not going into this movie thinking it's gonna. I, I. I'm not gonna. I mean, it's hard not to compare it to the original. Yeah. But I'm not gonna think. I'm not thinking it's going to be the original. I already know it's not. I want to watch this as its own piece. That's what I'm going to go into this movie. And when I do my review, I'm going to go into it. Now, mind you, I might compare some things to the original because you're going to have to. However, I would, I'm would i going to go into this movie and rate it as its own piece of work because it is a remake. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, hopefully the, the hype machine that has turned the corner for me in the last month and a half, hopefully it pays off and it's at least decent. I'm not looking for it to be a 10, a 10 out of 10. As you know, I don't rate anything 10 out of 10 pretty much. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a 9 out of 10. I don't think it's going to be an 8 out of 10. I don't even think it's going to be a 7 and a half. So it's not going to be... I'm feeling about a five or a six. It's not going to be us. It's not going to be, but I think I can get a five or six out of it. I really do. I really believe that it could get a five or six, and that to me is a win. And that right there is a go, enough of a reason to go see something. If sure. it's a five or six on my list, I want to see it. Yeah. I mean, uh, usually if I, if it's anything below two, I don't want to see it. If it's a two to five, it's uh, you know I'll catch it when I catch it, right? Or, or telling you to catch it when you catch it. Anything five, anything five and above, it's a must see. Yeah. Really, it is. Even if some, you know, if it's a five to a, if it's a five or a six, it's a maybe once, one, one time see and the theater and one time see. If it's uh, less later than that, on. you know, wait till it's on sci-fi. If it's over, if it's over six, if it's over a six, it's see it in the theater, see it when it comes right. out again. You know, maybe even own it. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's that's my opinion. So I mean, I'm more lax on where I am with things. And I realize the horror genre is not going to produce a ton of nines. Right. Let's be honest; it's it's just the way the genre works. Because uh, even the perfect movies or the closest to perfect movies in the genre they have their flaws. I have their flaws. I mean, I, Halloween is pretty much as close to a perfect movie as you can get. 
uh, period. Not just in horror, but any movie. If you right. really watch that movie, and I, I, I give it a nine and a half because I can't get physically. I can't give anything a ten. I can't say something is a perfect movie because you can always find something. And there is stuff in the original. The dialogue gonna, is yeah. The bad. dialogue is bad. Uh, there's certain scenes that make no sense. Even though I but love the rest of it, makes up even for though, it. Even though I love the scene where Doctor Loomis is standing in the bushes, uh, fucking with the kids. I, I, <laughs> I, I there's no reason for that scene in that movie, hey, Lonnie. except for to show that he's a dick. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like that's it. But you're so I thought you're supposed to love this guy, right? <laughs> you know, and he's a dick. Uh, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, but you know, I'm not being nitpicky. But nine and a half. It's, it's, it's I, like I said, it's probably one of the pr- most perfect movies. Period. But definitely, we're gonna check that out and get to you. And we make these promises. We're gonna make things happen, man. You got we got big things coming. We really Big do. It's going to be a good year coming. and good years to come. I got some I got some more surprises up the sleeve. Like I said, within the next month, I want to plan out, get with the people here at Dragon Master Games, plan out a movie night for April Fool's Day. We will go big with it. We will do it a big event and we'll invite people and we'll get stuff up. Uh, we want to see as many of you come. Even if you don't, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I, even I if it's just the two or three of us here, uh, we'll yeah, still have fun. I'm enjoy it, but we, we want to give us, uh, something for people to do. We're going to do some more stuff like that coming up soon because we have the ability to do that. And then there's also stuff that I can't talk about right now that uh, is going to be really Really cool. I got, I got got some cool ideas coming in the future. Can't wait to hear it. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. I do. Before we go, I just want to you know send out a thank you. I don't do this enough, especially on air, but I want to send out a thank you to my co-host Rich for being here every week for all the work he puts in. A lot of you don't realize this, but he does have the two other shows that he does. He works hard on our show, produces so much content every week. Uh, you're the hardest working guy I know, and we couldn't do anything any of this without you. So I just want to thank you for all that. And off air, I'm going to shoot him like evil looks because uh, I hate when he's getting thanked for it. But thank you. I pre- I do appreciate it. it well, get out okay. later don't worry i do appreciate I it i try not i try not to take too much credit no you you deserve a lot of credit for what goes on here and you know on your other stuff so uh, i also want to thank all you fans and listeners out there who do download the show and listen to us every single week we love doing the show we appreciate you more than you know for for listening so thank you thank you thank you we hope that we can you know get you out there to, to share it and get the word out we want to get bigger we want to get better we want to we want to get horizon 607 out in this world and just continue to grow uh, but that that's it. That's all I got for this week. So uh, we'll be back next week to talk more horror and bring you all the biggest news and also talk about Child's Play as we talked about. So we will see you guys next week. See ya.